It's great to have you back for another episode of Sweet Stories in the Dell. I'm Caperton Morton. I'm a Sweet Bar alum, producer of Sweet Stories in the Dell, and your host. This is the podcast about what makes Sweet Bar College truly unique. From our president to our faculty and staff to our students and alumni, the people of Sweet Bar are doing amazing things. The podcast debuted earlier this year with alumna Carol McMurtry Fowler, class of 57, whose feisty spirit keeps her life full of adventure. We learn how over 60 years, Carol has kept the love of Sweetbriar in her heart. In other episodes, we learn about the elements of President Meredith Wu's vision ahead for the college and how they're becoming reality at Sweetbriar. We also learn how the faculty work together for an interdisciplinary approach to teaching the leadership core curriculum and how students absorb these lessons of leadership and apply them to the career paths that they're creating for themselves. But no matter what decade Sweet Bar students became alumni, we've all shown the world that, as President Wu says, Sweet Bar women roll up their sleeves, collaborate, and get things done. In part one of episode three, Centers Without Walls, we learn about Sweetbriar's Center for Creativity, Design, and the Arts. Its director, Carrie Brown, explains how the fellowship program set up between the college and the Virginia Center for the Creative Arts helps bring the world of the arts to campus. In part two of episode three, we learn about the Center for Human and Environmental Sustainability with its director, Lisa Powell. Lisa is also an associate professor of environmental studies, and she's a new addition to our impressive faculty. When Lisa and I spoke last January, she had only been on campus for about three weeks. In part one, President Wu said, Sweet Bar Centers are designed so that they develop, inculcate, and, um, and make sure that we have uh, distinction in particular arena. In sustainability, that means their mission is to make sure that they use our extremely fecund campus and land to make sure that it becomes uh, a great canvas for learning for our students and to do something meaningful in terms of the most scientifically advanced smart farming and uh, thereby to contribute to the local economy. It also honors the land by making it productive. Uh, and, you know, that's why we ended up with vineyard, apiary, as well as the greenhouse. So my name is Lisa Powell. I am the new, as of January 1st, 2020, director of the Center for Human and Environmental Sustainability and Associate Professor of Environmental Studies. You grew up on your family's farm in Kentucky. What kind of farm is it or was it? Oh, it's very much still an active farm. Uh, I'm involved with the management of that farm along with my parents. These days, we really focus on grain crops and that we have in a long-term rotation focused on building soil health. We also devote about a third of our farm to soil and water conservation and wildlife habitat. We have always had such a strong focus on conservation 
in our farming operation. It's been something that was just always part of my way of thinking. We also were always very careful to monitor our trash output, to think about ways we could reuse things around the house and the farm before there was any sort of real formal recycling opportunity beyond, say, aluminum. Lisa came to Sweetbar by way of British Columbia, Canada. She was the lead researcher for a project that looked at pressures on agricultural land use from residential and business development. While I was in BC, I became involved in work there around strengthening regional food systems more broadly beyond just looking at the land use aspect. For example, we started looking at new crop opportunities that were in response to climate change and some disease pressures, and also were in response to the diversifying population of the area and people's desire to access locally produced versions of um, fruits and vegetables that were part of their traditional cuisines. Uh, And so finding ways to develop partnerships and collaboration was a big part of what I was doing there. So um, I've known about Sweetbriar for many years, certainly followed uh, the events that transpired a few years ago and was rooting for the college the whole time. And so when I heard that they were looking for someone to come and really focus on integrating campus agricultural operations with the curriculum and thinking about overall campus sustainability and developing plans for that, that really engage students, that help to prepare them for a wide range of of futures and opportunities in the world. and also that there was the opportunity to really strengthen Sweetbriar's relationship with its region. Well, it was an opportunity that I just could not apply for. <laughs> we were very lucky to hire Lisa Powell last year. When I looked at her resume, I thought, here is a perfect woman. This was the most unusual CV in the following sense. Here is a girl from Kentucky, born on a farm, raised there, and she loves farms, and she knows how to work the land, which is perfect for our situation. She was trained at Harvard as a mathematician, brilliant woman. Then she went on to get a PhD in American Studies and Sustainability from University of Texas. And so she obviously has the academic background for not only understanding sustainability and other issues, but to understand it in the context of the liberal arts. Above all, she actually has extensive experience working with various entities like local government, state government, and uh, national administration and also extensive work with local communities. And so she knows how to bring the communities together. She knows how to bring allies. She knows how to get things done. And she has a very extensive grant record. So we thought she would thrive here and we will thrive with her. So the Center for Human and Environmental Sustainability is a a new space for the Sweetbriar community to come together. The goal of the center is to really 
facilitate the integration of agriculture, conservation, environmental stewardship across the curriculum. So not only in the environmental science and biology classes, but also in arts classes and writing classes and history classes. And also to, yes, maybe take something outside of their major, take an elective course, for example, that may not be in a student's major, but may really allow them to learn about the environment and agriculture and conservation. Most definitions of sustainability center around a three-legged stool model, where those three legs consist of environmental sustainability, economic sustainability, and social sustainability, otherwise phrased as equity. So all of those are very important here at Sweetbriar, and a core part of teaching that we do around sustainability in our curriculum. I do think that we also need to consider two other aspects of sustainability. So the idea of cultural sustainability as a fourth leg of the stool is growing, has been for several years now. But in the context of Sweetbriar, we also need to think about a fifth leg. For Sweetbriar, we need to think about education as another key component of sustainability, really centering opportunities for our students to learn, and also for thinking about how we can provide opportunities for local community members to be part of our learning environment and engage with us. Um, And we really do want it to be a resource and a hub, not just for our community, but for the region. I want this to be a collaborative effort where we work together to develop pathways for our students to pursue their passions in these areas and to um, gain experience that will then propel them into whatever future path they choose. You know, maybe it is running a farming operation, but maybe it's working in communications uh, and they have the opportunity to tell stories around agriculture and sustainability. Maybe it's uh, becoming governor or a senator and bringing the experiences they had um, with agriculture and sustainability to those roles. And particularly thinking about how can we be a place where women involved in agriculture and conservation, in food systems more broadly, in environmental stewardship more broadly can come together and and how we can support them. I'm about bursting with ideas for the kinds of programs we can do here and the the kinds of projects that students might be able to do, the the kinds of um, collaborations I'd like to build among faculty and build with community members. Right now, in terms of specific ideas, which I'll, I'll, give, I'll throw a few out there saying these are still under development. Um, but I think we, we do really have the land resource to allow students to do some of their own cultivation, in addition to uh, the awesome greenhouse that's going up and the vineyard that already has and the apiary that's already there. The greenhouse construction is now complete. The whole structure is a whopping 26,000 square feet. It has nine bays, and one of those bays is dedicated to education and community events. Lisa recently sent me an update. Over the summer, she and the grounds and horticulture crew started filling the new greenhouse with plants. They've also harvested and delivered some of the vegetables they've grown to the local food banks and to Prothrow, the campus's dining hall. Lisa also wrote that Sweetbar received a grant from the Pepsi Zero Impact Fund, 
It's a composting grant called Farm to Table to Farm, and they've already put it to work. Lisa's about to mention Meriwether Godsey, Sweetbriar's food services provider. They are a great partner to have paired with the sustainability initiatives on campus. Oh, um, another exciting event I had the opportunity to attend just last week was the Virginia Farm to University Forum. And so that was a gathering of folks who are in some way involved with food at their various schools. And so it was exciting. Sweetbriar was was one of just a, a few of the smaller schools in Virginia who were there. Um, We were excited to have the opportunity to hear about what a variety of different schools are doing uh, in terms of getting local food into their campus dining services. Sweetbriar is very lucky to have the partnership with Meriwether Godsey. And of course, Meriwether Godsey, which in addition to being a regionally located woman-owned business, also has a really strong focus on sourcing as locally as possible. And so at the Virginia Farm to University Forum, while we were also able to learn so much from all of the other schools there and the food producers there, we also were able to share about the wondrous things that we're able to do with Meriwether Godsey, uh, and then also about our future and being able to supply our dining hall partially from the greenhouse on campus. I'd also really like to get our students starting to investigate regional food systems and identify what some of the unique questions are to be answered in this region. I'm really hoping to develop a student plot area that we can use both in conjunction with classes, but also where a student fairly early on in her Sweetbriar career could develop an idea for an agricultural research project that might require two or three growing seasons to really start to get good results. I had the pleasure of speaking with one of Lisa's students, Abby Cahill. I'm a junior here at Sweetbriar. I'm majoring in environmental science. I'm pretty involved with agriculture, sustainability on campus. I'm president of the Sustainability Club. Just this past summer, I did an honor summer research project through the school, and Dr. Powell was my sponsor, and we grew tomatoes with wine cap mushrooms. Wine cap mushrooms. I've never heard of them before, so I looked them up. Their caps have a red wine stain look to them, and they're pretty easy to grow, so it says. It was investigating sort of intercropping and what effects that will have on vegetable production and yield. And she did a trial here at the Sweetbriar campus in the community garden. And I did a similar trial at home in my personal garden. They can be put in straw and wood chips right in between the plants. And the mushroom has an extensive kind of network of underground biofibers that are beneficial to the soil. So it's really an experiment about soil health. And so yesterday, Dr. Powell and I weighed a bunch of tomatoes from the community garden. So we're weighing the yield, we're marking it down and Hopefully at the end of kind of this harvesting season, we'll have some more conclusive results and we'll take more um, soil tests to see how this composition has changed over the summer and hopefully even for an extended period of time after that. I asked Gabby how Dr. Powell has inspired her. Well, I actually think she's been an incredible influence on me and um, very much one of the people I look up to the most on campus. I had one class with her her first semester here. 
And um, so that was interesting just to get to know her a little bit better. And she's very sweet. She's super kind. And um, one of the things in agriculture that she's really inspired me is inclusivity. She focuses on like concepts of food sovereignty um, and like people's ability to make and produce their own foods in a way that they want to. And that's a really powerful thing when you consider kind of marginalized communities or um, even indigenous folks and things like that. It's a really good thing to think about where our food comes from, how you can access it and what control over those sorts of venues you have. I'm super happy that she's on campus and I hope that she will stay a long time because I think that we're going to make really great strides in sustainability and student involvement. You know, how you conduct yourself, how you want to be portrayed is a really good thing that she's done a lot to inspire in me. We're also really looking to build partnerships with both institutions of higher learning, government institutions, um, NGOs around what kinds of potential research questions could the Sweetbriar community be involved in, and especially with the amazing campus landscape laboratory that we have here. For a couple of the six years Lisa was in British Columbia, she was the coordinator of a program called Think and Eat Green at School. I ask if she's thinking about proposing a similar program in the Amherst County Schools. Think and Eat Green at School was a collaboration among a university, a local school board, and a local government. Together, we really worked to have college students involved in a meaningful way in what was for them we might call community-based experiential learning. Uh, but as part of that, they led workshops for the K-12 through students and things like bread baking and vermicomposting and salad making. And also we had students who uh, interned with me and did really deep semester-long collaborations with local schools uh, where they helped support teachers as they developed food systems projects and food literacy education projects at their schools. For example, um, starting a new school garden or learning more about indigenous food systems, or developing a canning club where students were starting to preserve their own food and perhaps either eat it themselves or take that entrepreneurial step and um, sell it <laughs> to raise money to continue to build the canning club or the garden or other projects. And so I think there could be some real potential for that, though. We do definitely need to work closely with and, and collaborate with our local schools to see uh, what their capacity is and what their level of interest is. I asked Lisa what Sweeper College offers students studying sustainability that they might not be able to get at another institution of higher learning. There are a whole lot of things that Sweetbriar provides a unique opportunity to learn about and experience for its students. It's rare to see a place where this entire campus landscape laboratory is just a few steps outside the doors of classrooms and residence halls. And so that's part of why even for students who aren't majoring or taking classes in uh, one of the obviously connected areas or 
who don't get involved in extracurricular activities that aren't precisely tied to these initiatives, they're still going to have the experience, right? Because they're still passing the vineyard on their runs. They're still uh, seeing the greenhouse there and, and seeing food being produced right in front of them as they're eating their meals. So it's this unique opportunity to have the environmental stewardship experience really be immersive for all students um, in a way that, say, a, a more urban campus or even a much uh, more constrained rural campus does not have. I asked Lisa about the connection between a liberal arts education and issues of sustainability. So one of the many values of a liberal arts education is that students learn how to learn. They learn how to see a problem, break that problem down, go out and find the resources, develop the skills that they need to start solving that problem. And so that sort of liberal arts education combined with Sweetbriar's leadership core, which is really helping our students learn how to build teams, how to lead and collaborate with others in finding solutions to problems. Here's Abby Cahill again. This upcoming season, there's a greenhouse class I'll be taking as well with a few other students where we actually get to go into the greenhouse and be involved in a direct way which I'm super excited to do. We kind of had to push to make sure this would happen, that students would have a role in the greenhouse production. We like to get our hands dirty and we are willing to do that work. We want to have a hands-on experience. And Dr. Powell has really worked very hard and closely with us to make sure that happens. So one of the leadership core classes is Core 140, Sustainable Systems. Students are really learning about some of these global challenges and global strategies for solving challenges around sustainability. Um, the course the last couple of semesters has often focused around the UN Sustainable Development Goals. And by the time that they take Core 140, they have already taken the Design Thinking Leadership Core class. And so they really bring um, that approach that they learned in Design Thinking to their other core classes, including Sustainable Systems. And so it, it really is giving students, regardless of their major, uh, it gives them a taste and helps to build their capacity for tackling sustainability problems, but also for just for incorporating a focus or a consideration of sustainability and environmental stewardship into whatever they're doing. Um, the ways of thinking about, of seeing, of approaching the world that our students are um, developing through their liberal arts education really is equipping them to be leaders in solving some of these challenges, which are the greatest facing our world today. As they, they say about Sweetbriar, once you come to campus, uh, it's going to be hard to leave. And it, uh, you know, whether you're thinking about coming here as a student or like me, whether I was thinking about coming here as a faculty member. 
I had some travel difficulties on my first visit here for my interview, and I ended up not arriving on campus until around four in the morning. And so I did not get that wonderful experience of the campus kind of opening up as you come through the gate and drive through the forest. But the next morning, as soon as I started walking and, and driving around the campus, um, I was in love. And so I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to join the faculty here and join the broader community of Sweetbriar. Another thing that really attracted me to Sweetbriar was that I know how much the alumni love it here and love this place. And I knew all that they had done for the school. And I thought, if, if this is a place that so many women love so much, that they're willing to give so much to it, that is a community that I want to be part of and want to see how I can support in any way that I can. Sweetbriar has already begun to flourish, with Lisa Powell directing the Center for Human and Environmental Sustainability. The new initiatives she's seeding and the new connections she's cultivating are perfect for encouraging the students to blossom. Lisa's right. Each student on campus is, in one way or another, becoming a part of Sweetbriar's sustainability evolution. It's exciting to imagine the variety of agricultural and sustainability paths students could take, paths already established and paths to be forged by students and future Sweetbar alumni. Come back in two weeks for Episode 3, Part 3 of Sweet Stories in the Dell. Bethany Brinkman, Associate Professor of Engineering, speaks about the Center for Engineering, Science, and Technology in Society highlighting the engineering program. Take care.